certain communities, the dollar circulates, meaning that there's businesses in the community where if somebody that's in that community spends their money and the places they spend their money are they going to places that are also owned by someone of their same race. It can go days on end in, in the white community, in the Asian community, and even a lot in the Hispanic community. But for some reason, for the black community, our money doesn't stick around for days, it literally sticks around for hours. Hey, what's going on? Is your host, Tolu Oyemi, doing the most? Let's get to it. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at T-O-L-U.O-W-O-Y-E-M-I. Now back to the episode. Hey, what's going on, my masterminders? Welcome to another episode of Mastermind Your Life. It's your kid, Tolu, right here. And we got, man, I feel like we got a legend in the house for real. We got Rob Boyd, VP of Empify, Wealth Builder. I'm talking about a man that is literally changing the financial generation of our community one person at a time. Rob, thank you for coming on the show. Man, I appreciate the invite. I can't wait to jump into the conversation today. So many things we got to talk about, past, current, and future. So I'm, I'm ready to jump into it. Yeah, and it's it's super amazing to see that we of color, and especially what you're doing with Ashley and these wealth builders and Empathy, that you're pouring into the kids. Because there's a popular saying that it's easier to build a boy into a man or a girl into a woman than it is to fix a broken man or to fix a broken woman and you know just starting off i just want to say thank you for you know pouring into the youth and pouring into the adults and you know taking the time to build out these structures and these programs to teach us really you know about financial processes and health and so many other things about life and mindset man i appreciate that uh it really means a lot um just to, when anybody acknowledges what we do and how it impacts communities so um i really really appreciate that and it's really a learning process every single day we don't have it completely figured out but we figured we figured out how to start to move the needle in our community when it comes to financial literacy economic empowerment all these things we talk about and really it's like how do we start to make this change when there is no real blueprint to doing it and um and so i appreciate that because we we're still learning it as we go but uh, we have had some success so far and uh we can't take that for granted at all awesome awesome i mean rob could you just talk about like your background like your upcoming because i remember i read that you said you grew up in a single household but i think it was your mom that she was in the banking industry so you were able to learn a lot from her but could you just talk about kind of like the the, the background and upcoming and for sure I'm, I'm from durham north carolina uh, a real historically rich place um i didn't always know that wasn't always aware of that but really historically rich place when it comes to black business um, black entrepreneurship. Uh, many times we hear about Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, as kind of like the Black Wall Street, where whereas Durham was like the second um, location and got that kind of moniker as a as a city, um, and it's it's known as kind of like the secondary Black Wall Street of the Southeast. Um, way before Atlanta was really prominent in that area, uh, as far as black businesses and black entrepreneurship. Um, Durham, North Carolina really had that title and kind of shifted to what is now Atlanta. But um, coming from com coming from that place, it, it I realized when I was younger, it, it instilled some things I didn't notice until I got older. Uh, but 
in my household, single parent, um, grew up with my mother predominantly and was able to pick up on some things earlier on in life. Uh, she had a career in banking. She was a bank teller, uh, ultimately became, I believe, assistant manager of a bank. But this is this is where this is where I realized that my mentality was molded as a child and is to what I really preference and want to do today is that she worked at a black bank. Mm. And historically owned black bank um, called North Carolina Mutual Community Savings Bank, which was an extension or, or yeah, extension of what was the North Carolina Mutual Insurance Company, which is a black owned insurance company from the 1900s. That was one of the first insurance companies owned by a black individual in America. And so that's that history in the city. So I grew up in a household where she worked with money, but yet we still didn't have a lot of money as a household, as a family, certain things she got, she had going on financially that she was kind of improving upon. A lot of my younger years, we lived with my grandmother. And so my mom was kind of figuring some things out when I was younger and, and then started to look to build her own life and happened to have that as one of the main jobs that helped her do that. And I was learning kind of firsthand, like things that I just didn't know naturally I was learning, like how to count money and things that I was, that she, when I went to work with her and she would give me all these nickels and pennies and stuff to count. And wow. just like all these things that now I realize, like that probably helped me with what I do today. And I. It, it was it was naturally in me and putting putting me in the early early age so um that was really my upbringing um and then that in, in the teenage years high school years like life kind of got crazy um based on where we live neighborhood and everything um this was around a lot of things that you wouldn't naturally be around uh at a younger age um and unfortunately in this day and age gang violence and a lot of other things like that affect Durham as a city That's right. and and it's kind of because a lot of opportunities were pulled out of the city as far as black businesses and things of that nature that certain things happen historically that kind of clip those opportunities and then you see communities deteriorate over the course of a, the next century and then now Durham is, is kind of rebuilding its brand as a city because 90s and early 2000s it was a lot of a lot of violence, gun violence, gang violence. And then so I started to lose friends earlier on in life. But one of the things I did that changed my life and really gave me a whole new trajectory was having an opportunity to go to Howard University um, and having basketball kind of carry me there as far as something that kept me out of the streets, kept me out of harm's way when it comes to some real, real things that were taking place really around me that a lot of my friends didn't get the opportunity to outlive. And, um, and so now I kind of do what I do and I commit myself to like carrying our dreams on that we all share with each other as youth, that they're not here to live out. And I'm, I'm, I'm really kind of picked up on their dream and I'm like carrying it with me to make sure one of us gets to what we dreamed of becoming in our life that just couldn't, couldn't play out the way we had planned it. That's extremely powerful. And not only, look, I feel like there's a lot of good people that aren't good intention that way, but they're like, yo, I need to go get this bag. Like everything else can 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 wait. Like, yeah, I wanna empower, but I, I need this bag first. And I feel like our community is especially like that, even though it almost feels as if 
we are way like you said earlier when you were kind of um giving some of those stats like it's it's crazy how far behind we are but of course you know a lot of that was designed and a lot of that was on purpose but i feel like the the cohesiveness of the community is just is not strong enough and it's kind of interesting because when you see like different communities like indian or like you know koreans and stuff like that they are already tight bonded and i remember there was a poor like the dollar how it like circulates within a certain community how many right. times, and it was like the black community was like i forgot but it was like very very few before like it was a couple hours wow so okay so about that stat because that's a real stat and i and, and i had the opportunity to learn more about where those numbers come from and some of the things i've done in my career wise so it's like this it's basically this this example of in certain communities the dollar circulates meaning that there's businesses in the community where if somebody that's in that community spends their money um, and the places they spend their money are they going to places that are also owned by person by someone of their same race and it, like obviously you go it can go days on end in 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 the white community um, it even happens uh, very prevalently in the Asian community um, and even a lot in the Hispanic community but for some reason for the black community our money um, doesn't stick around for days, it literally sticks around for hours. Mm. Um, but the one thing that people don't know about that stat, which I think is very important to know, is what that hours is within that money in the black community. And just so that we're clear and that we all know what the end of that stat really looks like, that amount of time that they have calculated for that money to circulate in our community is for only for one particular service that is within our community that's consistent and that is hair. That those couple hours that are in that statistic is the amount of time that that money will typically stay in our hands before we either get our hair cut or hair done for the ladies out there. Um, and that amount of time in which it's one thing that we consistently as a community pay black to black in that in that arena. In many other areas of our life, it is not a black owned, well, a black person to a black owned business transaction. And that is one of the only consistent transactions in our community is the person that we pay to do our hair. Wow. Mm. And that's why I'm excited to have you on the show today. And I'm sure all the listeners, nobody knew that. Um, and that's super interesting because the person I just spoke to before this, uh, Lord Leia, she was talking about like how black females get their hair done once a week or once every other week. Right. And it's interesting to, to hear like that circulation in there for hours, but then it literally going into, so it just goes to show like there is no, it's almost like we don't value our own things. Like we don't value right. our own products or maybe the marketing behind our own products are not sufficient enough to get it in front of you know people's faces whereby they're like okay this is an alternative solution to right. what i would normally get it's black owned let me go ahead and pay my money with that right right and um there's a psychological factor in there um and, and that's where that's where our history kind of hurts us mm -hmm. um as a community when we the experiences that we've had as a as a community, uh, whether you want to go as far back as slavery, um, Jim Crow, uh, all these factors where 
we generally have a distrust for each other because for such a long time we had to compete with each other to survive and now we're in a day and age where we do have the opportunity to more so work together to survive and it's just a new space for our community where we don't we'll we'll, we'll second guess a product from somebody that has a black owned business before we will even think about what the ingredients are for the product we've been accustomed to purchasing that comes from a company that's not black owned. And we don't know if those products could be harming us or not. Um, and, and so when you see that nuance, that's not financial, y'all. That's mm -hmm. not financial at all. That's psychological. Wow. That is something psychological that affects our money. Um, and so once you dig deep into understanding it, the process of wealth building and the practices that have to exist within our community have to start to crack some of the finance, excuse me, some of the psycho psychological uh, woes that we've experienced as a community based on just how we treat each other. Um, and sometimes in, in cases how we've been positioned against each other by the structure that we live in, um, where it's like, whoa, like I actually have to, the, the becoming financial literate, literate can include some aspects of how I psychologically kind of treat somebody that looks like me. Wow. Like that's just really that deep. And so once you realize these things, then you realize, oh, we really are playing catch up in this arena because we have to kind of overcome those things simultaneously. Like we, we don't have time to wait. We really got to focus on the, every opportunity we have at the moment to not only fix those, those certain things, but also build in the moment for the future. Um, so it kind of feels like we got an extra battle which we kind of in some ways do and what the reason our community is always usually frustrated especially politically is because no one seems to care that we have this additional battle that we're trying to kind of face economically uh because it's like because that's where you hear the conversations about reparations you hear the conversations about those things so that, and that's human nature when you think about it self-preservation like and the collective so if we are in a more advantageous position than you we want to sustain fortify our advantageous position and not necessarily detract from that or weaken that in fact we i, I mean i think you know things are changing and you know people are more especially like the millennials and you know x and y's and z's and you know the gens coming up and things like that they're more you know share the wealth but you're right there is an extremely strong mental psyche on the whole collective community whereby i've even said this to myself like man i gotta be 10 times more disciplined than the average individual like i feel like i have to do so much more in order to just stay afloat right in order to just incrementally move forward and it's it's exciting but it's frustrating and it's it's, it's a lot of different things in it combined and i feel like as a black man i'm like man like I, I really have to have my stuff super super together because if not i'll end up as another statistic i'll end up as another well the average and black man this, this, that, and third. right right and that's not just for me that's for and i feel like especially black men across the collective there's this and eh, it is what it is you know i'll just you know do it you know like it's like yeah 
so that higher level of thinking like having to you have to like hold on and grow is like you know what so you want to know my opinion on that man yeah love to that's fear talking mm. and you might not and for some of us we might not be able to place it as fear but i'm gonna I'm tell you just from my own experience and being exposed to kind of people on that next level it's that's fear talking mm. so the the reason it's like you have that attitude okay it is what it is i gotta i'm just gonna grind from where i'm at is because it's somewhat unsafe to step out there and try to do something different and when i say unsafe meaning you're gonna have to take some risk that you might feel as oh man i'm every day i step outside my front door as a black man is a risky day and we and that's granted right like we we know certain things that we have to navigate that everybody else doesn't whether it's the police whether it's uh, corporate America, um, we, we have risks that we walk outside of our door and we face automatically. So then it's like, now I got to voluntarily take on more risk within possibly my career or what I do to create income in order to really get further along. It's like, dang, I kind of live with risk. Now I got to take some voluntarily. And it's like, sheesh, like when do I, when will I feel stable and safe in, in who I am and where I am in life? Um, and because you don't want to kind of rock the boat in a way where you want to take on that extra risk because it can be kind of scary as you shared that you, the fear of that step you you start to justify it um and that and so that's when i say when fe that's fear talking and just in a justified way because you you're just afraid of that additional risk you got to take to get to where you want to get to and you say okay i figured out how to survive where i'm at that i don't really want to take that additional kind of like risk on to start a business to to leave corporate america to to kind of shake it up you know and then also because uh and, and in some cases and this is going to really hit a nerve with some some people it's like you're also uncomfortable with how your peers will view you if you change some of your habits man and that so some insecurities is that's contributing to that as well that we got to talk about and address uh so yeah i mean it, it's a little bit of, of, of a lot but we, we got to have a conversation and it, it's so much to unpack and the person that is unpacking it has to be mentally acute have they have to be sharp they have to be seasoned and experienced in unpacking it and then developing a method to uh negate the effects of you know slavery or the mentality because I feel like with a lot of black men, they feel as if stepping outside of trying to, it's almost like we're programmed to settle for less and kind of, right. you know, it's like, just go under the status quo, live your life, die. Like, you know, like don't, don't nurture your mind to the utmost. Don't try to develop systems and frameworks. Like that's above you. You you should stay within this realm. This this is your arena right here. And I mean we can understand, you know, from you know slave and things like that, but that 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 psychological grip is still, you know, indenonated into the psyche of the collective. So how do you um unravel that prescribe like a doctor like the right medicine to kind of because I remember when I was younger it wasn't cool to be smart 
I'm right. trying to get back my memory. Right. Like you Oh, that was the beginning. That was the beginning of it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We that's that's a part of it. It was like the and I remember like the nerd was the one that was the outcast. He was like got beat up on like all the negative energy. There was like a hatred towards that person. But think about that, right? There you there was some kind of fear implanted in being smart because I didn't want to be outcast on the playground. Mm. That is so these things that we're exhibiting today started young. Like what so if we want to get really super deep, yeah. that their formative years of life of life is from zero to eight years old. In in that age range, you emotionally develop, you have a very critical stage of physical development, and as far as social skills as well, in that zero to eight. So those first three years of school, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade, where it's at the tail end of that age range you're you are forming what your general outlook is going to be or the foundation of it for the rest of your life and in that environment it's like oh i don't want to be the nerd i want to be with the cool kids because i socially want to be accepted that those some of those habits that we formed especially as young black men that um at that point might have not felt as loved or as accepted in family and friend circles whatever it may be and I'm, i know it sounds deep to be talking like that about a six seven eight year old but it is that deep because those things do impact you at that age as well that then as an older adult you find yourself saying all right what do i need to do to be cool mm. to be in the in crowd um and I'm going to do those things. This is where the kicker is, though. I'm going to do those things despite where they may put me financially. Wow. And that's because when you're an adult, the financial dynamic is added to the puzzle that already existed. And then you realize, oh, man, why do I buy all of these shoes? Why do I buy all of these? Like, and... Am I buying them for social acceptance or I'm buying them because I really enjoy these things? Mm. Because there's nothing wrong with enjoying something. Mm. But it, we got to understand what's the motivation for doing it, because sometimes we spend our money for social acceptance when we should be when we should actually be spending our money for economic excellence. And there's a, there's a dis distinct difference. Um, whether or not you're going to spend your money for social acceptance or if you're going to spend your money in a way to achieve economic excellence and there's a decision you have to make as an adult and sometimes we're not all at a point emotionally developed enough to make that healthy decision to go the direction of economic excellence because emotionally we want so much of that social acceptance that we've been rooting and wanting to have since we were six, seven, eight years old. And that's what that's that's the conversation that we got to have, because that's we're all working. We're all in that game. We all felt that lived that on some level. Nobody's immune from it. But we really got to collectively talk to each other about how we're going to walk each other through the process of going down the road of excellence, of economic excellence, more than spending our money for social acceptance. 
Because if we do the economic way, we can create our own new society where that's not even a factor. Mm. But it takes some time and we're going to have to make some temporary sacrifices. And that's where it starts to get uncomfortable. You know what? Oh, man, I felt that in so many different ways because in an emotional level too as well because i think like i remember when i was younger like i used to like like books and like play with you know tinker with little gadgets and stuff mm -hmm. but in school that wasn't what was hip especially when i started going to like middle and high right it was like like it is almost like nigga you doing what man come on like you know it's <laughs> like it's so strong right that that young mind like it's impossible for your mind to resist that unless even i mean unless you have like a household but even that you still go to that arena that school yeah. every single day and i've been thinking this to myself as of and i think this is probably what led to the podcast too as well as like man as being a, a black man there's certain things that i have to do even more than my ancestors or people around me it's like i have to do a lot of rectifying like my mental model like i have mm -hmm. to build systems for myself i have to build processes because it feels as if the i, I and i think it's how do i position my family in a advantageous position and then their kids kids in the and i feel that burden that like what am I doing about that? And I feel like what I've been saying to myself is that, bro, you, you have to be extremely disciplined. Like, and what you're talking about, like, are you gonna go for social acceptance with buying certain things? Or are you gonna go for like the economic empowerment? It's like, this recently I'm learning about the economic, like before it seemed as if the social acceptance, like there was no other choice right. but to do that. Right. So that that's that's super powerful because as I get older, I just turned 28. I'm like, I'm not where I want to be in life financially. Right. I mean, yeah, I have a business, I have a digital marketing agency, but it feels as if if I could go back in time, I would train my mind to see the world differently, to take different actions and to take different decisions mm -hmm. that would put me in a better off position, that would put my family. And then I, I realize now, I feel like, 60 to maybe 70 percent of the black population are still within that social acceptance mindset oh for sure for sure and it and it and it it's not our fault per se and it doesn't make us lesser of a people it's it's just what what our um society has conditioned us to kind of be in that space and based on our just position in society as a as a group like as a race where i mean if you really if you really want to get super deep and understand where this all started it, it started hundreds of years ago with the the social acceptance of 200 300 years ago based on how society was constructed was you being accepted as a quality slave or a quality um black person that has some level of value to a white person like that's what it started as because if you weren't in in that world that was society and how society was created if you weren't socially accepted in that space then it could result in death like if you were of no value socially as a 
three-fifths of a person, then it could result in you being sold off for you dying for all these things because nobody saw worth in you as far as what your role in society was at that point. So that's where the original social acceptance happened as far as what started to condition generations of people. But then as you move along and obviously laws change, we have more rights, more freedoms that happen. There's this, I guess, software that we've already downloaded that's getting passed down from generation to generation that the software we're programmed for social acceptance because of where we started historically as far as needing social acceptance to survive. Now, social acceptance is not needed for survival and even, even more so based on the things and the opportunities that we have at, at this point in time, we can now start to create our own economic structures that kind of started and sputtered up out in the early 1900s. When you think about Black Wall Street and some of those stories and it's like, things started up but then because of hatred and other things that kind of they sputtered away and then we went through this whole period it's like oh well since that went away let me go get this job on this assembly line for ford and i can do this for 30 years and retire and in like the whole kind of industrial age as far as get a job try to buy a house live happily ever after that branding hit our our communities and then we stopped wanting to have our own businesses. We wanted a good job that had a pension or something at the end of it, because it seemed like a greater way to have stability than trying to fight and open a business when the KKK might come burn my business down or knowing that there's all these things that may happen to my business. I don't even want to risk that again. That's where risk comes in. I don't want to take that risk. That's scary. Let me go get this job and work for the white man and, and at least live a stable life. And then we did that for like half a decade, if you really think about it, like from the 40s and 50s after World War II till now, the 2000s. And we realized that shit didn't get us nowhere. And it, we was working and we was paid in the moment, but everybody's dying broke. What's up? What's going on? Why are we still like, whoa. And then now it was like, it took us a couple of decades to realize like we can, we gotta stop dying broke because it's making every generation start from scratch. Like what? And then we, now we're realizing what that that's happened. And then our generation is like, heck no, I ain't about to replay that story. Let me start my LLC. I can do that on legal zoom for $300. Like, let me do that. Let me start my own way of creating some income, um, that I can own. that can't be taken away from me. Cause a hundred years ago, yeah, you can burn down my store, but on the internet, you can't take down my Shopify. That's right. Like, so like, we just got a new way of doing it, but now there's less threats, if you will, that can stop us. So we got to operate like that and not think that it's as scary as it used to be. Mm. Um, and, and so then we can start to change where we are economically um, and like stop being in a position where we all know that we all we look, I'll tell you right now, we all be in a club, right? I'm going to give you all some real, real shit. We all are in the club. We're looking around to see who got on what. That's right. 
Hooter Freshers. That's right. And we pulled up to the club, VIP gas tank on E. And it's like, yeah, you can wipe me down, but dang, do I got any assets at the end of the day? <laughs> and it's like, yo, like we, we got to shoot at a different basket, y'all. This was fun, but we it's a new game. It's a new game. And and we we, we had the fun. Uh, and I know for our generation, like it, we because we all want to experience some level of freedom. That's what we're all doing is for. We all want to feel free. But you know, we, we got some some work that we got to do where we got to take away from all the generations before us and learn from them and build something for real. Um, so our kids and kids, kids, like you said, don't have to run to somebody else trying to get hired because our we got we got jobs within our business mm-hmm. um and um and and we can uh and we can make sure we can take care of ourselves and instead of instead of going to the club trying to impress each other the conversations like hey come to my club one day come come to my venue come to what i have i don't just want to buy a table with you i want you i want everybody to have establishments and enjoy um and spend money with each other go to each other's restaurants stay in each other's hotels like and and we got to create those things for those who have passion in those areas instead of thinking okay it's just normal to go stay at a marriott mm-hmm. like y'all do understand marriott is somebody's last name that's a some, that's somebody's family's last name. Your your last name could be the name of a hotel, um, and we don't always have to think that that's the standard. We create the standard, um, and your last name could be the name of a hotel, not Marriott family or the Hilton family. Like where you think Paris Hilton money came from, y'all? Her her what? Her that's her. What? Yo, what are we talking about? Mm. Hilton hotels, mm. like it's we, we got to realize that these just aren't names somebody picked out the air and started a company. These are people's last names. Mm. Okay, what what can I do to make my last name mean something? And that's that's gonna take care of all my financial woes. Mm. Not trying to get a raise from somebody who don't really want to give it to you. If we're gonna be honest. Wow, man. I, I wish this can be downloaded simultaneously into every babies that's not even born yet. Because what you just said, it demands a certain kind of mindset. It demands a certain kind of discipline. It demands certain kind of relentless execution, systems, progress. Like how Marriott was built, how Hilton was built, you know, there's a collective at work that are extremely disciplined, that are focused on producing results, that are acquiring assets. Like, how do we change our own mental model from the victim, from, you know, I'm going right. to it as it is. And, right, know, right. I'm going to do my little thing right here, you know, I die, I die, you know, and switch it instead to I own these properties, I own this real estate i own these companies i you don't you're gonna work for the establishment that i built um and i think we're we're seeing that gradually you know Uh we're seeing those plants we're seeing those seeds and i think you know social media and people talking about it and 
amplified you know the wealth builders and it, it this is something you could talk you could have like a whole month to talk about you know these things in detail and i'll tell you one thing i've seen uh one aspect of our digital marketing agencies we work with uh musicians um especially in like the hip-hop arena uh we recently released a program called indie artist accelerator for this is like 60 dollars a month because okay. the flagship program is like two thousand dollars and uh a lot of people can't afford that so we run facebook ads and we set it at a dollar to to get into the indie artist accelerator and then it renews at $60 after 30 days. I can tell you right now that about 70 to 75% of people, and I'm talking about hundreds of hundreds of like hundreds, probably going to thousands, they cannot renew at 60 because they have insufficient funds in their bank account, mm-hmm. $60. Mm-hmm. And when I see that, it makes me disgusted right. because I'm like, this is America and the Stripe subscriptions are coming back for Deontay Green as insufficient funds. And it just makes me think like, man, like what kind of conditioning had to have happened that you are walking around the richest country possibly in the world and not have $60 to your name. And, you know, I don't want to point fingers because I'm not the best when it comes to building, um, uh, financial systems and you know things of that nature and i gotta work on that too as well but mm-hmm. it, it does makes me think that there's so much work that has to be done right an incredible amount of work that has to be done um so how do you how does empathy and wealth builders kind of come into you know that arena of you know empowering the financial mindset of the community man um wow that's when you when you put it in that perspective um that's such a real example that you shared and i think one of the main things that amplify um is built to do is to change your mentality and your mindset so that your bank account will change um and to understand what the cause and effect is and even though we provide financial information and literacy uh pieces that learn about different aspects of your finances um what many people learn from being a part of our programs um whether you're youth or some of our adult learning pathways is that a lot of what we do first centers on where you are mentally uh before we even talk about where you are financially because if you as you Put, are not in the mentality of making sure you you first know what stability looks like then understand how you have to move on a consistent regular basis in order to make sure that foundation is in place and there for you or the people around you um that you might have never gotten that talk or that breakdown before So we kind of introduced that early on in the experience, no matter how old you are, um, we're always going to at least make that available. Even if you're good in that space and you kind of got the right mentality and you're just coming for the financial knowledge at that point, that's fine. And you can like, you know, kind of skip to that 
part of our content but really and truly we we first got to do a uh a mental reevaluation of ourselves to understand okay what do i prioritize what do i find myself doing on a regular basis because sometimes people haven't thought that deep to say okay well if you go out and eat or go out and party or or all all day shopping online if that's something you do weekly on a regular basis you got to understand as as hard as it may feel and as sound that you might be prioritizing that thing over your own financial health and it's hard to hear sometimes but you got to see that for yourself somebody else can't just show you that and, and you take it for what it is you yourself have to see it and begin to accept it in order to move from that place. Um, so we have a lot of our content that that helps you kind of think about and consider those things. Um, and once you get that switch flipped on, uh, then it's, it, it becomes a lot easier to make some of the changes that you need to make financially once you're in the right mindset of, oh, this is what has been kind of stopping me or slowing me down. No, that's not really as important to me as, as I'm treating it. Let me start to treat my life in, in alignment with what my true priorities are. And, um, and what we build as a company is just to make sure that whenever you come into contact with our content and what we do, that that is happening. Um, in addition to you learning certain financial elements and principles that are also important as well. Um, and I think by us doing that, it's put us in a position in, in our in in the business space, if you will, that we've been successful because it's, it's just simply a different approach to a problem that people thought was this is this is not about numbers and money and finance and which the what's the best account like i get that question all the time what's the be best account to have yeah. and it's like if, it, if the best Robinson, account is what, what vanguard what, what, yeah like stop, whoa 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 time out that's not even important because mm. it because if you if you're not going to use it the right way it don't matter mm. um if you're not going to fund it if you're not going to invest it don't matter which accounts you open and neither, none of these accounts do magic. It's all math. Um, and, and many times you're not going to even use it in a way where you'll know the difference between one or the other. Um, but we get caught up in that because we think we come to the table and not knowing a lot, but it's actually a lot that we do understand and know as a people. It's just that we never were taught on how it translate into the official formal kind of system. But we all know the the basic economics to how investing works. Like we know. So because I'm sure at some point in our life, we've all done something and paid money to get a better result. Right. It's like, all right, I paid for college. You know, if you, if you might have gotten a loan, but you just think like I went to something that cost money because I believe that on the other end of that, I was going to get a high paying job. So you conceptually understand that I had to invest money in order to make more money on the back end. Oh, you understand investing. You don't, it's not a it's not a misunderstanding on what investing is. It's about value in to get more value out. 
that's very simple and we all do that every day um and and so now it's about understanding the terminologies some of the words the terms because it's sometimes a different language when you're talking about doing it in a way of let's just say the stock market or real estate um, or all the different avenues in which you can invest um and you got to learn the terminology but conceptually we all know what investing is um and so sometimes we come to the table like acting is like oh i don't know what investing is like no you know yep we we get it and and so once we are able to bridge that your un existing understanding with some of the basic terms and terminologies and it's like oh i yeah i understand it i just didn't know what that word meant or i just didn't know what that was and once we're able to give you that clarity, then you start to move faster in the right direction because you already understood the principles. Mm. Um, it's not brand. This is not brand new. Like uh, I'm sure all of us as kids, especially I don't know if you played video games when you were younger um, that, you know, like when you take your video game back to GameStop. Or, I mean, there's other stores, there's what, Funko Land, all these other different types of stores that, oh, I realized that the value I got back wasn't the value I paid for. And so we also know what a bad investment looks like. And, and even though we might have fun playing a game, just hypothetically with the financial end of it, we all understand that art over time, things can lose value. Mm. But we also understand over time, things can gain value. Uh, and so those are, are some of the principles that we have to remind ourselves that we already understand and know. We just have to learn how this applies to this stock market thing. How does this apply to these buildings I can buy? Um, and then we realize like we're a lot further along in understanding than we think we are. Um, and so a lot of our content in the same breath also is to help build your confidence. That, like, hey, you know some of these things already. Let's pick you up from where you are, where you are already and help you get over the finish line as far as some of the things you want to understand financially wow oh man that uh, that feels like somebody saying the doctor gave you the right medication at the right time because it, it feels like and i think this is a difficult topic and to talk on especially the older somebody gets it's i feel like if you're talking to kids or like the young youth, like they'll, they'll haha, like, thank you. Like, you know, like they, right. they're going to absorb that information, but I, I'm 28 and some of the stuff that you're saying to me is like, I'm getting punched up over here. And I'm like, <laughs> I really have to rethink how I navigate through life, how I compartmentalize certain information, how I handle um, my finances, how I, uh make financial decisions that are either short-term or long-term because and now i can see that older older people would probably even be angry you know like kind of get nasty and be like man like damn like and you're so right because we live in a country where finances is always on people's mind even though people don't like talk about it in a way that is like positive or in a way that is where am i going to get the next dollar at where am i going right, to right, right, right. where am i going to get the next dollar at so it's like flipping that like imagine if you're brought up in the you're fostered in an environment whereby money is a tool to empower you to empower your generation but then you're showed you're taught all the different techniques you're shown examples you're you're given real life uh experiences to go on you're like 
is like an incubator. Like you almost have to incubate the human being outside of the natural circumstances because the natural like society like i remember when i was in college like they had these tables where it was like they were selling credit cards they're like mm -hmm. yeah you want to get oh the, yeah the this thing credit card you want to get it they're like hey this is chase bank over here and right they never mentioned any of the uh consequences of what happens when you, you over the limit what happens if you don't pay on time like but there was so much energy and like hey look at the color you know right. like it, it matches the school this thing is like all right you get a free meal you get a free shirt something so i think we live in a society that preys you know they're predators and they eat on the financial ignorance of the masses it helps right. to the banking industry i believe it was like 30 billion dollars in overdraft fees or something like that and right credit card collection company you know like there's all these institutions and entities that when we are financially ignorant that's a raise for them that's that's so much that's so much more income in their pockets for them right. to buy more assets and keep that train that momentum of domination and buying buildings and uh their financial strongholds being even stronger right. and when you look at it like that the black community has been they've been tearing eyes as a part not even been close it's been it's been a landslide uh as far as if you're thinking about the economic uh, uh I'll, I'll be select and say the economic competition out here it's um it's a scenario where black families historically have been making white families wealthy mm. that's that's the relationship so whether you talk about 300 years ago or you talk about today, it's, it's the same relationship. So now it's like, we still have to create our foundation, y'all. Like what we hang on to historically, our bright moments, those bright moments were exceptions. Those weren't the rule. Those bright moments in our history have never been the rule. Those, those people we highlight, those businesses we hear about, we hear about Black Wall Street, we hear about Tulsa. You know how many cities are in America? Mm. So we've had great examples, but those examples have been exceptions. They haven't been the rule. Mm. And I think sometimes when we think about history, we think that those things were the rule and we feel hurt because we feel, oh, it's not the rule anymore. Oh, hold up, time out. It was never the rule. Those things were always the exception. We're, we're right now in this generation still looking to establish a rule across our communities where more of us are in that position of power rather than less of us. Um, that has never been a case in American history. It's just that we've had some great examples in the past that we hold on to. We should never look at those things like that's how it was everywhere. Every city wasn't like Tulsa. Every city wasn't like Durham. Like it was only that there was select cities that had those types of environments. So now we're our job is to still work on making those historical exceptions the common rule for how our community operates um and in order to do that we got to get more educated about how to start a business how to run a business how to fund a business um because we can create a scenario where this idea of retirement 
look, I just want to get this out there because this is where it kind of seeps over into the financial side of our life. Y'all, think about what retirement has been branded to us as. Okay, I have to work at a job for a certain amount of years or until a certain age in which I'm hoping to be at a point where I have enough money to live before I die. Now, let's just say I'm successful at that, where, all right, I worked a job, saved up money, this nest egg, and then I had enough to live retirement, right? Live out happily and not have to work. Well, even if you're successful at that and what you spend all the money you saved up in retirement, you're gonna die broken. You're not passing down anything. So even the most ideal scenario for what has been branded to us as this corporate career and retirement there in no way in there is anything talking about what is actually going to create generational wealth. Mm. This is just my personal process. This job and retirement is not speaking anything to my grandson. What what we got to put that into consideration so we understand. Oh, well, let me realize that the tax code and the constitution and everything America is built on benefits the property owner and the business owner. When people are mad, oh, this person didn't pay taxes, this that person didn't pay tax. Look, if you got a business and you own something, you're probably going to get the benefit of not having to pay as much as taxes as a person who's working and renting a job. That's just how it's been since day one. We're just getting up with the program. So let's not act like we like were if ever in a position where we truly desire in this country, we're still working at that. And we got to act like that because once we start to embody like what reality really is, I guarantee you're going to move different once you really accept what's really going on out here and the reality of things it's almost no option but to move differently um people are getting slaughtered out here yeah and it's like whoa, whoa whoa like yeah we we artistically are the finest we've ever been if you think about sports music all these things our art never went anywhere it's just we gotta talk about owning our art like we we gonna get better in the areas of performing because as a people we we have this ability to take what's in our brain and literally embody it and execute it like you think about beyonce beyonce is not just talented she has an expertise that she can take from her brain and make her body do it yep. that is a level of intelligence that's just not talent. Like, so when we think about who we are and all of these great figures that we have that look like us, we have to rich. understand. Like we're, we're naturally We're rich, rich as people, right? But we have we to just, learn how to monetize it and create systems and structures around it. Right, so we ahead of the game. We have what we need to be the foundation of what we monetize we we halfway through the battle already because we were born with it we just got to figure out the structural side the formal side to how to uh, uh, embody this and approach this because the those who don't look like us had to perfect that because they weren't born with the same abilities and talent mm. so they had to make the systems to survive and now we're at the mercy of those systems when we look around 
We're the ones who got the essential job. We're the ones who are entertaining everybody. We, like we are the source of everything. And so, and so it's like, what like time out. We just gotta own who we are. And we just gotta figure out the system that has owned us for the longest. And if we don't figure out that system, we have nothing, we have no right to complain. But we gotta understand we're still ahead of the game because we have it. We just have to learn how to hold on to it and how to understand our value of it and make somebody pay that price instead of giving it away for somebody else to make money off of it. And and that's so we just gotta get that piece together and things will start to instantly change in our community. And a lot of people think, oh, we've been in this situation for 100 years. It's gonna take 400 years to correct. No, it's not gonna take 400 years to correct because we are the source of many of the monetary value in this country. So we just gotta flip the switch and things will change faster than we think they'll change. It's just that we've never seen it before. So it's kind of hard to believe in it. But structurally, it has no option but to operate that way. Wow, man, you, you, you dropped a bomb on me today. I mean, Jesus Christ. And you're right. We have it. We have the energy. We have the creativity. We have the, the get up and go, the, the, the hustle, the drive. Brothers in the hood, like sling it. Like you see your sisters, like di different things, but they never mind. They never change it into a product. They never change it into a system, into a organization, into a company. They don't take that, that energy and really encapsulated and and you know overseas and export and import and, right. and and building these infrastructures that take advantage of that and distribute it around and mm -hmm. it's like that level of thinking is so it's like light years beyond what people was thinking it's like yeah let me just get my little chipotle job here the little walmart or let me just go work in the, the little you know my nine to five and right. nothing wrong with those things but no nothing wrong at all you got to start somewhere yeah but i see what you're saying like the, the 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 weight and the responsibility for those that are enlightened and those that can grasp those mental um paradigms that you've mentioned there's a there's a lot of uh building that has to be done uh that's orchestrated that is very well thought out that is very well um masterminded to a degree right yeah um and i mean I, I, we're seeing a lot more of it and i think that's one of the gifts of social media because mm. it's given us a, a platform to really see each other connect with each other talk to each other um in ways that we haven't ever in the past um and sometimes we miss the boat on how powerful social media really can be for our community um because we just look at it for its entertainment value sometimes but it's really a way in which we can talk to each other learn about each other and learn how to create these businesses and systems from each other and ultimately either partner with each other work with each other but just overall get a download of all right how do i do this how do i start to turn the table on like where my income comes from um so i don't kind of fall into a position where i'm not really moving the needle for my family's legacy um and and let me also clarify that our legacy has to be bigger than just driving a mercedes-benz 
Like, like, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I, I want one of them planning on buying one myself. That's deep. But, That's but deep. those aren't symbols of success. Those, those, as far as what, what we as far as the bigger picture of what we're trying to accomplish yes that's a symbol of success as far as getting to that point and being able to do that and and being in an economic place where that's possible yes that's that's a form of success but i'm talking about what success really looks like for our community holistically and what we're actually capable of that's in a, a drop of the bucket like why why can't we make our own car like and there is uh, i just learned a couple months ago there's a uh black automaker that master p linked up with um and it's like yeah mercedes is cool but we can create the equivalent of that somebody in our community i know somewhere loves cars enough that if they had an opportunity to build a car and make a car from scratch they would that's their dream of theirs what can we do to empower a dream like that because there's somebody in our community that has it that wants and, to be the next elon musk and do we that, have the resources to do that right and access to the tools and resources to do that um and let's have that conversation and not just stop it i want to own and buy a benz one day like that's 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 not where we stop it that's that's maybe along the way but that's not the final destination um and it takes some courage to have a dream bigger than that because it seems like it's far away so it does take some courage so i'm not saying it's easy but we have to be willing to step up to that challenge because as we all, as we just uh, early discussed, that every day we walk out of our front door to a challenge. Well, if I'm going to take a challenge anyway, I want the ultimate challenge of changing my family's future. Exactly. And I, give me the ultimate one. Don't give me the challenge I just got to manage and get by with. Give me the challenge that's going to really bring something different to the table. Um and and i i'll live happily knowing i press forward with with adding some millions and billions to my my family's value and worth rather than just saying hey i had a great life and i drove a benz see y'all in the next lifetime i don't want that to be my story mm. um so and i'm sure many of us don't want that to be the only thing that we're remembered and as as far as what our biggest accomplishment was if our biggest accomplishments was buying a house and a bins y'all we failed mm. um that can't be the biggest thing on the plate we had to start some businesses create some products create some systems own our music own our art like it's not just about owning a house and a car y'all it's not it because those things very rarely bring the value that we could dream of to us like yeah you can sell your house one day and retire off of it but what how much further can a house take us into the future like we got to talk about things that'll take us into the future owning a home you may be able to pass it down but is it really taking your family into the future wow that's not the only thing we got to focus on and i think once we start to focus on the things that can really create some value fast over time when you think about businesses and ideas and things of that nature is we're going to realize man this is way much more value than this than than the house that i own i can take a amplify went from zero dollars to 
an annual revenue that's going to be over a million dollars. Like, I don't know where I can find a house that's worth nothing today and in two years be worth a million dollars. There's no houses that do that. So, so we got to understand that, like, it's a different ball game. Um, because even in a standpoint where you might get a house and say, all right, I, I, I went from zero to a million. What's the best you could do with it? Sell it or I can own this business forever. And it keeps making me money over and over and over again. Who got the better end of the stick? Wow. And it's like, we, but we, but because the American dream is to own a home, this is where we miss the boat. And, and, and I think this will bring it all home as far as how we miss the boat. And I mean that figuratively, that our counterparts in other communities, let's just say the Jewish community, the white community, would buy their home because they were financially well off in how they were making money. I got a business, I got a, I, I've got a high paying job. And now, I, I'm, now that I have that in place, as far as the income that I need, I can now buy a home, start a family, live happily ever after. So that's how home ownership came into play in their community. In our community, it's, I got just enough money to say I can buy a house so people can think that I'm successful because I'm a homeowner. Mm. It's a completely different route in our community as far as why we want home ownership and end up having a home versus how other communities have arrived at home ownership. And that's very important to point out when it comes to financial literacy to understand it's like, let me go find a business that will continuously bring the money in or a high paying skill or career that will continue to bring the money in. So I never can have to worry about the ability to pay for this home, not, oh, I got my first good job. And with my first good job making good money, let me go buy a home to prove that I'm making good money. That, that's the wrong formula, but that's the formula we're following to home ownership. Yep, it's backwards because in the long run, it's going to lead you to poverty. It's going to, it's like a trap. It's like walking into a bear trap, but you're the one who set it up. You're the one who set it up. And so that's an important part of understanding. Okay, it's not just about owning a home. That's great when done in the right order, in the right way. But a lot of times, some of us bite off more than we can chew early on. And that home ends up being a ball and chain to our economic growth and creating something for our future because we can't travel, we can't meet new people, we can't try new businesses because we're at the mercy and hostage to our mortgage. Mm. And we got to understand that. And a lot of times we aren't taught that. We are taught, oh, buy a home, own a home because there's value in that, which is true. But we also have to go about it in the right order to make sure we're not putting any un unnecessary financial pressure on ourselves that prevents us from creating wealth for the future. Mm -hmm. And we got to really just understand that and teach each other that as a community, because if we don't understand those things, it's going to be this cycle that keeps replaying and it's going to happen. And it's just, it's, it's, we got to break it. Thank you for you, man. Thank you for, for you, man, because we, we need to hear this and we need to hear this on as many times as possible in as many different aspects as possible and as many different forms as possible because 
I need this to I need this to become my conscience. I need this to become my subconscious. I need right, this right. to sink into the deepest part of my being mm-hmm. so that that's how I maneuver through life. That's how I make decisions based right. off of it because we live in a world whereby we're constantly being advertised to the mm-hmm. di- digital print, right. movies, Hollywood, XYZ, and they tend to lead people into the destructive path. Right. Well, yeah. Or well, what's going to financially benefit them, not you? Mm. Again, everybody's selling. You got to understand everybody's selling. That's what America is. Everybody's selling. So you got to figure out, am I buying something that's going to help me? Or am I buying something that's going to help them? Mm. And that's, the, and, but it takes some, it takes some understanding and just learning some basics to really know where your decision falls between those two. That's, it's only two options. And you got to know, okay, is my decision, which one is this helping me or them? Period. Mm. Wow, man, this generation needs you, man. Like this gener, the younger generations, the older generations, man. Like what what you're saying is it's absolute truth. And I know people are gonna try try and belittle it, or people are gonna try and downplay it. But for real, for real, like especially as you get older and you start to think about life and you start to think about you know future family and a wife and kids and you know tuition and you know insurance and you know like even extended family and like how like what is the modus of operandi what what is your like there has to be a concentrated thought within that financial realm when it concerns and this is something like the way you just broke things down it makes me have to rethink life it makes me have to rethink finances it makes me re- have to rethink like i gotta move extremely careful i gotta absorb certain types of information i need to surround myself with certain kinds of people right right yeah no that's real that's real um making sure that everybody you're really connected with um and they always say those five people you talk to the most that are on the same wavelength Mm. um as far as just understanding some of these things because you realize that okay your your closest people really do influence your decisions and um and or or support your decisions and you got to make sure that people around you are in the same kind of thought process so that they're supporting the things that are constructive for you and also being that voice of reason when you're considering something that may be destructive um and they can give you that added perspective um rather than possibly pushing forward a bad decision um because if we're gonna be honest there are some instances where the right friend calls you about doing something that might cost you some money but it's like Oh, okay well i love them they love me kind of on a basic level i know they got my best interest like let's go do that mm-hmm. and it might not be something that is the best thing you could do for you yourself your family or your future at the moment with if, it, if it's a cost to it and you're not always going to be strong enough to kind of say no mm. And if we're gonna like, if we're gonna really be honest, sometimes you might not be strong enough to say no to that thing because you don't want to make it seem as though your love for that person or vice versa is in question. 
by saying no. So you'll say yes, even though you know that's kind of financially a move you didn't want to make. And so that's where it really becomes very important with who's in your life because you never want to have that financial and emotional pressure mix in with each other in a way that you got to do something that's really not the best for you. And we got to be a little bit more honest about that too because we all face that too. Nobody's above that. Um, but we got to like acknowledge that so that we can be better for each other. Mm. Mm. Man, I feel like any organization that listens to this they're going to want to put money behind empathy <laughs> like especially if they have like that's the person that's in charge of the sponsorship department or whatever like how could you not support a movement like this man i i i, I i'm a fan of what you just said and and over the next couple of months we're really going to see hopefully that begin to happen with a couple of things that we got in the works um, as far as partnering with companies and cities across America that we've been talking with and really trying to figure out how we're going to scale what we do to reach and impact more people. And um, and so that's really our focus over the next six months is there's a couple cities that have we've been in conversation with to provide our platform to their residents, their citizens, um, a couple organizations as well that want to do the same for-profit and non-profit um, and it's just a matter of um, making sure we do everything right um, and as we just discussed making sure as far as ownership um, that that looks right as well um, as far as these projects and the things that we do in partnership and making sure that we are doing something that not only benefits those who kind of come to us uh, looking for our services but also making sure that us participating helps us continue to build our business in a way where we can hire more and 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 change other people's lives from us being able to grow the way we want to grow and employ and give other black people opportunity and not just say oh we did that with this big company look at us it's like no we want to turn this into a sustainable growth as well so that we can give more people opportunities and not just to say we did something with this great big company and be in the magazine for a month mm. um so it's, it's, it's just making sure we do everything right internally and do it the right way so that um this is, can really change uh, the dynamics of people's lives for the long haul and not just be something that we get the good look for um, for doing something that's never been done before but then it never happened again like that's not cool okay so how do, how do people tap in you know with the empathy community with yeah, the, yeah. this community you know um how can we tap in the best way, so we got a, we got a couple ways at, at the moment that you can do so. Um, Ashley and I are always doing stuff across social media, making things available. If you want to come and check us out, talk to us. But really the best way, if you wanted to just get some background information right now, is to go to Empify.com. That's E-M-P-I-F-Y. Um, it's the words empower and modify. We made a word out of those two words. Um, and you can uh, visit our website, learn more about our youth programs. If you're a parent and want our programs in your child's school um, and figure out how to, we can make those connections to get into your child's school. Um, we also do work in the juvenile detention centers. Um, so if you 
have connections with or work in the, the, the juvenile detention system and want young black boys and young black girls to kind of get some different information while they're younger and kind of falling off with the path at the moment. Uh, we, we have programs in that area, but then also for adults, everyday people, just looking to learn more about money. We have information about the Wealth Builder community, which is our kind of adult community that's built on learning aspects of your finances, learning more about how your retirement plan works. How do I invest in the stock market? How do I pay off debt? How do I create financial goals and align my habits every day with my goals? Like, how do I get in a better mentality with my money and make decisions, better decisions with my money and create a value system that is easy for me to follow that I don't feel like I fell off a budget because I'm always making decisions within a renewed value system for my money. Like all of these different things you may want to learn and get better at as an adult, you can also learn about on our website. Um, but those are other than social media and our website, those are the best two ways to, to learn more. Um, but then now that things are opening back up, we're going to be starting a lot more of our, our speaking tours and events in various cities. Now that we can do that again, um, cause that was always the plan, um, to meet people where they are. Um, so the second half of this year will be in cities across the country, um, having smaller events with some of our existing community members, but also inviting guests to learn more about what we do and to and to join our community, which is really just a collection of people that want to grow, want to do better, want to learn about money and economic empowerment together and support each other in doing so. And a lot of our members have become business partners, have become friends, um, all these things in the middle of a pandemic and done this virtually. And people are ready to connect in person, which we now have the ability to do now that things are just becoming generally safer to do so. Man. You, you got, man, you, you put the team on your back. You put the team on your back, man. You put the community on your back, man. You put a race on your back. And man, I, I'm thankful for the opportunity to even have been able to spend this time with you because I've spoken to entrepreneurs that are running their own business. And that's great. You know, they have a great mindset. They're positive. But you're the first one who is pouring so much energy into the community and your understanding of these psychological nuances and uh, underlying currents and themes that really hinder us in major ways and yet yeah. you're able to dissect them and you know prescribe the right kind of you know ointment and medications and you know programs to and we need that we need that especially in a country such as America whereby ancestors really converted their life energy into everything that you see right here and look at us you know right, right. man uh it's real time i always tell people we live in real time history what we live in right now is gonna be history we live in real time history we gotta act like it big time big time man my community my masterminders if y'all like just listen to this like Listen, listen to this again right listen, yeah. tap into empify.com i'm gonna drop all the links um i recently got a uh, dj envy cameo so i'm gonna be like running advertisements oh cool dope 
Yep. And this is why I'm excited because things like this, I want to put money behind. I want to be able to run Facebook ads because I have a digital marketing agency and put it right behind episodes like this in the podcast and get it into as many people's ears and in mind as possible. So this episode just helped me to literally say that that was one of the best decisions I could make. And I feel like talking to you made me realize like, man, like I don't know Jack. Like I really have to be extremely hungry for certain kinds of information and not just if I'm just saying me as a human being, but how many others are out there that they're going to be walking down these horrible, horrible paths that are going to. And one thing I started realizing too, a lot of our community are not financially secure. And because of that, especially black men, it, it leads to a lot of um, paranoid, like negative energy. Um, if you're not financially secure, like there's a, there's, there's a lot of like less lower self-esteem. You know, there's, there's a mm-hmm. lot of different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it depresses you. It, it, it You don't feel, you know, confident about the future. And it's like you're worried about that stress you know mm-hmm. and that can lead and we see it a lot of time you know black men the, the heart attacks and you know black women too as well older and you know and it's like man look at look at what they've been going through and they thinking so man uh like i was saying earlier this is something that somebody could probably talk about for an entire month breaking down all these different things right so rob thank you for coming on is, is there anything that you want to get off your chest anything that you want to say wow um no i think this was an amazing conversation um just talking about a lot of things that are important to us right now as a community i think the one thing i would i would share with people if i could and i would want everybody to at least know or just think about and consider is that it's never too late to start Mm. right first and foremost it's never too late to start all you ever have to start is is now you can't start in the past you can't start in the future you can only start now so it's never too late to start to change how you want to live what your life looks like what you want to do in the future it's never too late to start but i would say that more than ever right now like in this current point in history that this may be the best time ever to start wow um and when you think about so many things that because of literally what's happening outside so many things had to press reset um and the way we shop the way we interact all of these things are brand new like i know we've been online shopping for a while now but then once we got to a point where we were forced to do it a lot of things shifted um and so when you think about what you may have to sell what you what service you may be able to provide that somebody can find online now you got to think and this is one thing that I, we got to we can't miss out on is that this last year made people learn how to use technology mm. So there was a learning curve where people who might not have been as cell phone, smartphone savvy or computer savvy, older or younger, had to learn how to do that. And so as an individual today, 
you should take advantage of, wow, okay, now that people are more technologically inclined by force, if you will, from the pandemic, that I should be marketing myself in digital platforms where I know more people are now just by the shift of society. Mm. Um, and so thinking about, okay, if you start now, you might think it's a lot of competition. It's like, whoa, you're thinking about way too many factors because I'm sure that you can get every customer you ever need to live happily ever after and create a legacy for your family. You don't need everybody. And, and so start now. And, and right now it's, it's really a digital land grab that's happening, digital real estate, um, whether it's owning cryptocurrency, whether it's owning stocks, whether it's selling things online, these are all digital ways to create a better financial future for yourself. Um, and so just start however you wanna start, wherever you're most comfortable, whatever you're most interested in, start there learn how you can put yourself in a position where i can do that or i can make that or i can help somebody with that i know how to do certain things and think about how you could turn that into something that you could monetize and start now um, because this next 10 years there's going to be a, so many people that see success in our community on levels we've never seen before we started this decade with three American black billionaires, I guarantee we're gonna end this decade with double digit, multiple black billionaires at the end of this next decade. We all can collectively make sure we're personally closer to that level of life when 2030 hits. Mm. Um, and so there's so much opportunity over the next decade and so start now learn more about money learn more about how to start your business learn more about how to position yourself in a way to be of value to people because that's in order in order for you to create value in your own bank account you have to be valuable to others um and so think about how you can do that you might need a new skill it's not the end of the world start now mm, thank you and do you do you speak at the the Empify wealth builders are you like on zoom calls and Oh yeah, I mean, I'm in classes. I'm talking. I'm teaching. I'm doing. I'm. I'm. I'm hands on. I'm involved, uh, for sure, because uh, that's just something I'm passionate about. Sharing whatever I know with the next person, um, because that that makes it more of a probability that they're going to share with me, and I'm going to learn something from them. So I'm always, I'm always trying to share what I know because it makes it a two way street. I feel like I just need to have you in the radio box. Constantly. <laughs> no, I, I'm serious because I try to do that. Like I'll listen to like preacher Dr. Miles Monroe. I'll listen to Boyce Watkins. I'll listen to a couple of these yeah. figures because I already know that I have a lot of useless downgrading information that I want to keep my mind enriched with the best mental information and energy and things that are going to help me position my family's life and help me make a positive impact in life and i feel like I, we could just pitch you in a radio box just have some you know airpods connected to it man I, I, right, right. so you know thank you again my, my masterminders like y'all probably hear my voice i'm shook 
I'm shook. Like, this is this is this is the this is. I thank God, man, for things like this because I don't want to operate in the dark. I don't want to take my family in the dark. I don't want to be a man looking back at life saying, "Dang, like, right, is this right. it? And is this what I have to show for myself? And is this right. what I brought my family into? And is this like it?" it I feel like my blood is boiling to not just be a listener, but to be a doer. Like I, I want to go set up some systems. I want to keep myself in check. I want to, I want to have an accountability, you know, so, uh, partner or teacher, expert, whatever, to say that, hey, okay, you're on the right path. Okay, let's make tweak some of these things right here. And I, I want that for everybody that that's listening too as well, man. Y'all go. It, look, if you don't tap in. Let me pull out anti-Biden, right? Because Biden was like, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. If you know you're out there and you need some financial help, look, I know as men and sometimes as black people, it's tough for us to, we don't want to talk about the finances and we hard and we got it and we, you know, figure it out and uncle so-so said, look, yo, tap in. Learn this stuff like this is this look we, the country that we live in your kids kids like yo tap in I, I know I'm going to be checking this out more I'm going to be tapping in I want to get more of this information I'm hungry for it like thank you Rob thank man, you man thank you man thank you for the time man it was a pleasure speaking with you man and and again um I, I mean I want to learn more about what what you do on the digital marketing side so we can talk about that but uh but yeah I, I just appreciate the opportunity to get our message out there to share with individuals like the game is, is it's not over you can still get in it and win it's not too late don't tell yourself that that's fear talking don't let that don't let fear win let your love for the future your love for your family shine bright and that love is going to make you make you realize you need to do some new things in new ways Mm, thank you my mastermind is that's because i feel like we we can keep going i know you busy especially with the kind of mind and energy and what you're doing like you need to be protected at all costs like, i appreciate that brother i really appreciate that all right mastermind is hey i appreciate you for listening to the mastermind your life podcast again don't forget to follow me on instagram t-o-l-u dot o-w-o-y-e-m-i and blow up my inbox man i need to hear your suggestions feedback people i need to interview next topics i need to cover again i appreciate all y'all and while you're at it you might as well go to apple and drop that review let's get it Rah.